I had a dream. <laughs> um, it always pleases me when I have dreams. Um, I think they're a way to gauge where we are in our demeanor, kind of on our spiritual level. It was really good. It was wonderful. Um, let's see. I'm going to share it and remain neutral about the parts that uh, would otherwise trigger us. Um, I think for myself, I am usually in a waking way just triggered by how much I fell for um, the men I was intimate with in my life so far. And you know what? That's a wonderful thing. I, I can celebrate that, that when I love, when I put my love into a person, it's really sincere and it's all in and when it's not I don't want it you know what the hell who cares but anyway I'll just say what I remember um in the dream so I have a house and in this house it's like the most magical place I have seen it's um I'm on the first story and you know, in a house, in a greenhouse, where there's that feeling of expansion, and uh, there were, of course, flora abounding, um, many, many big, tall plants and trees, and uh, the kind of thing where um, it was so easy to clean that place. All you, all you had to do was mop it because I think the floor was like cement. And then I think it was my birthday. So I had... I hadn't invited people. For some reason, I had a few friends over and all these people were coming over. And I was getting all these hugs and compliments and the most incredible gifts. People were giving me art. And it was like, I don't even think I had enough room to keep hanging the art. So whomever came over, I just got to like show them all this incredible, whimsical, magical art with fairy tale creatures and... Um, you know, magical beasts, and it was so fun. And there were so many uh, attractive men who were lovely. And um, the thing I'm a little hesitant to say is it was the kind of quality of man that I remember from dating this this guy I was with in my Gosh, what was it? Like, was it 27 to 33? It was something like that. 
one of my six or seven year phases with a man. Um, his name happens to be Nick. And yeah, so it was a lot of guys with motorcycles and long hair and just fun, just like fun, um, spirited people that I, I guess I didn't have to know that well, but, um, I was just pleased that, that I could celebrate with so many people that were cool and it didn't really matter if I didn't know them that well. Uh, (laughs) and I don't want to say I was embarrassed, but I seemed to, I felt like a little bit like, oh shit. Um, people were coming in the house and like giving me hugs and just showing me a lot of joy and celebration and just comfort um, through affection, like giving me hugs. And I, it wasn't weird. Like it was women too. It wasn't like um, sexual, but I, I was kind of like, how, how do these people feel like they know me so well, such that they're just leaning in and giving me a big hug and giving me gifts. So let's just say that's, let's say that's joy. Let's say that's community. And I would love to have a sense of that again. Um, I had a phone conversation with my dear friend, Hope. Last night, uh, we were both just discussing how we felt, um, how can I put this? Oh, just at times from this last year and a half of COVID, now I'm calling it COVID, um, feeling just so, I think COVID is the Latin word for crow and I have nothing against crows. Crows travel in murders and I do feel people have been murdered unnecessarily. And I guess we can stay away from that unnecessary murder. Um, But it's sad at times, you know, it really has gotten me down. Um, I'm grateful that both my parents are alive. Uh, Both have chosen to get double poked. One by Moderna and one by Pfizer. Um, And I care a lot about who I care about. Uh, So maybe the dream is telling me, ooh, I just am having a few specific memories. I had a feature on a wall. This is kind of crazy. It was a piece of art that was dark wood and the dark wood was uh, textural and you could say sculptural instead of having you know instead of like wood cutouts like I guess clearly it was done by a woodworker it was almost like hooks um Wooden hooks, it's more than that, though. It's kind of, it reminds me more of, would it be 
if you, under a microscope, it was something you'd see under a microscope. Like scales? So, I mean, I could hang purses on it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Hooks like that. But it was more like bigger scales. And this is where I'm saying, like, all the art was sort of fairy tale like expression, like stuff that kids aren't afraid of, but that's kind of creepy. <laughs> my favorite, <laughs> my favorite um, theme in stories and art, creepy and weird. Creepy and weird. Creepy and weird. Creepy and weird. You're my friend. One of my little ditties I wrote. Um, So, of course, I would like creepy, weird, loving, and fun. (laughs) I'm going to have to write a new song that has the lighter elements. But um, I remember feeling excited that I was getting all this art and I had a home that I loved and there were people that were fun and... Um, people were coming and going freely and, um, there was a lot of nature. Um, there was abundance. I wasn't worrying about the world at large. Um, we were sharing air happily. Um, people seemed to have abundance in their own lives and, uh, I guess I'll leave it at that. So this conversation I was having with my friend Hope was, I'll go through these waves of, it's just emotional overwhelm. I mean, I did just wake up, so I think I tend to sound stuffy when I wake up. Um, so I go through these feelings of overwhelm where, I mean, what would you do? Most people don't want to feel the overwhelm, whether it's, um, where the world is going to in terms of employing their own critical thinking skills. So I don't necessarily feel responsible for traps that people will fall into. But I will say, uh, we are entering the age of Aquarius. And the good elements of that are people aligning in groups with making a new world. You know, we have an opportunity to make a new world. And... I think Pluto is just going direct. I'll have to look that up. Where are we today at? It's like October 12th, 21. Interesting. Palindrome, 12, 21. 10, 12, 21. Um, But Pluto's going direct, and I, I know that when the larger planets go direct, it's a big deal because 
I think every planet but the moon has a retrograde. Um path and all I'll say about that in terms of astrology is retrograde means it looks like it's going backwards in the sky and when it does that for a window of time whatever the qualities of that planet are it's basically the the qualities of that planet in in backward motion um So the most famous retrograde that we all know about is Mercury retrograde. And I think we're just, I think we're just entering, I think we just entered a Mercury retrograde too in the last week. So Mercury is responsible for communication. I know intimately because it's my ruling planet. Um... So if it's responsible for communication, the way that we would communicate is um, backwards, lost, uh, hiccuped, uh, filled with forgotten words, missteps. We would probably use the wrong words. We'd stumble over our words. Get it? Retrograde. It's kind of... Okay, I've heard an astrologer liken it to um, somebody talking in their sleep. Uh, they're saying words, and they're intelligible, but it probably doesn't make sense to a lot of people. You know, calling out somebody's name, and uh, clearly there's some emotional drive behind when you speak out in the dream time, but it's a way different kind of communication and speaking than during your waking time. So Pluto's been retrograde. And like I said, I'll look that up. Maybe I'll add an addendum to this. Um, saying what the transit of Pluto has been for maybe these last two years, these last two crazy effing years of earth timeline um but it went direct in the last few days or it's going direct right about now and pluto is raw power uh and raw power trumps i'm gonna use that word (laughs) i used to use that word all the time when i didn't give a shit about who the president was it's, a, it's an amazing word. I love that word. Many words in tricky card games are applicable. And, you know, cards. Uh, cards are kind of part of my natural vocabulary because I use fortune cards and I am interested in readings, whether it's they're all considered tarot or fortune cards. Um, to trump another is to win in that moment. And Pluto will always trump false powers because Pluto is raw power. Um, 
I think Pluto has been, uh, well, it would always be helpful if I could hearken back to their correlates in Greek and Roman mythology, which I don't know. I don't know that I can right now. Um, who the hell is Pluto? Uh, is Pluto ruled? Is he represented by Hades, the king of the underworld? I don't know. I'm not sure. But it's raw power. And because the planet... I'm not even sure why we... Um, I, I don't want to include myself. Why did we? But the mainstream science community... Um, in some ways, you could say demoted Pluto. They they said it's no longer a planet. I think it's called a planetoid, which seems just stupid as hell to me. It's like, once you call something a planet, <laughs> over the course of a hundred years, uh, it's, it's worthy. It has its own power role. But anyway, Pluto's gone direct, and whatever the hell you want to call it, I think that's disrespectful to demote a planet, <laughs> especially that has such a powerful influence. Um, I believe it's the furthest away from Earth. And... It's probably fair to say uh, we don't know it as well. You know, the the planets we call the inner planets. Um, some astrologers also call them personal planets. So that would be Mars, Venus, Mercury. Um, aren't there two more? The five inner planets. Do we include the sun and the moon? Though those are really celestial bodies. Um, anyway, with those, um, we call them personal planets because wherever your Mars is will show up predictably in your chart, astrological, wherever your Venus. Like uh, my Mars is Leo, um, my Venus is Libra. Um, My Mercury is Libra. And Pluto has been a ruling planet for Scorpio. Scorpio's got a very strange reputation in astrology because it has been associated with two different ruling planets, depending on the time in history, both Pluto and Mars which are <laughs> like the most forceful male-oriented power planets. Um, I think that's why people, e even unconsciously or subconsciously, they'll be like, ooh, you're a Scorpio, weird. Um, yeah, whenever I listen to astrology podcasts, I, I have heard this notion that people who have the sun sign of Scorpio won't even say their sign. I don't know if they would lie about it, but because they get flack or people would be afraid of them, that darkness. Um, 
even, you know, the scorpion has a stinger. It can kill, maybe even unintentionally. Um, But then I always think of the phoenix. The phoenix, I feel like the phoenix must be a real bird. Um, I have been reading a book, a picture book, written by J.K. Rawlings, the author of, um, oh, come on, most of you guys know Harry Potter, the Harry Potter series, which I never read any of those. I don't have kids. And um, I felt like she was withholding something. Um, So sometimes I get frustrated by fairy tales because I want them to be as real as possible. I know that sounds like a contradiction, but it makes sense to me. So, so Pluto's just going direct. And I feel like a fair amount of my anxiety does involve the power plays that are happening on our planet at large. Um, And I'll have to look and see what sign Pluto is moving through. Um, Do I maybe feel a little bit of relief? If my dream is any representation of handling my emotions, one thing I want to say to everybody right this second, right this hot second right now, is... Keep forgiving yourself for failing on this journey of trying to pick your feet up and be the new you. Um, Because we, you know, we all unexpectedly moved into a phase of being limited, whether it's people at their jobs covering their faces when that's never good for your breathing hole. And it's scientifically been proven that that does not prevent a virus from traveling. Um, Clearly, there is an incendiary, wicked, evil intent um, in this whole thing. And it's almost laughable that Fauci is the overarching villain because now at this point, it's undeniable. I mean, I would say from the first few minutes of Crazy Town, so I think it was the end of January in 2020, um, and Trump put a travel ban from China to here, and and then it kind of didn't even start getting real till March. But the thing that I remember that was crazy, and I'll, I can go back and look to see in exactly what that date was. I had a guest over <laughs> that night. Um, was it February? Uh, it, it ended up being the exact date of the celebration of the Chinese New Year, and it was the year of the rat. And I definitely see Fauci as a rat. He looks like a rat. He's little. He, he, he never comfortably, well, he's never close to anyone. He's always just in front of a microphone in front of a screen. And I know part of that is COVID, but you never get the sense of 
who his family is or how he would be loving. He's always just like, no, what I said is one mask, two masks, three masks. The importance of not trying to predict the trajectory of this evil, how long the lockdowns will have to go on. You know, like just from the very beginning. And then when I, when I watched, please do take the time to look for the documentary Planet Lockdown. Um, in one of my early podcasts, I do, or former, I don't know if it was like two or three back. Um, I can't remember what I called it. It was the one before Help People Help People. Um, I was saying that in the beginning, I found this little documentary and it was just before YouTube was censoring so much. And I had been following YouTube as a platform since 2011. I guess that's what we would call my awakening 10 years ago. Uh, Me very clearly realizing something was very wrong with the narratives that we were being told about everything. And this is where people get interested in things like uh, 9-11. And I'm going to try very hard not to use the term conspiracy theories pop up around stories that don't make sense from our history. Um, Conspiracy theory is a coin that was termed by the CIA. And this is how I started my whole podcast. I started it on November 23rd, which is the day after the anniversary of Kennedy's assassination. And something very real happened there. You know, when there's a cover up of the actual details of a story that someone in higher places is abusing power. And that's the realm of Pluto raw power and power abuse. So let's say I'm wrong, but let's say one of the possibilities, and this is, this is how I encourage everyone to start using your mind. Don't worry about if what you're considering is wrong. (laughs) First of all, you can't know in many cases, but you certainly wouldn't know on the front end when you're exploring why the third building went down on 9-11 was called building number seven. Uh, I'm pretty sure that is where we would say the gold was kept. Many stores of gold. I can't remember if it's money we owed to Germany or if it's our money uh, or if it's money that it's not accounted for. But we've had many phases in our history where gold was um, unethically, secretively transferred and brokered, physically transferred um, outside of the awareness of the human population. And we're supposed to be able to, um, I mean, that's how we monetized our currencies in the past was its value based on gold because they're I mean, I might be getting this wrong too, but uh, I think this is a good opportunity for everybody to explore the history of gold and our 
potential relationship to it. Now, my feeling, so one of the reasons for the Kennedy assassination, according to people who have presented their takes, like, oh, I think one is called 9-11, a rich man's game. Even if there's, you know, half-truths or falsities or he didn't quite go down the right rabbit hole, it doesn't matter. Just start going down these different rabbit holes because guess what you have inside of you? Every human has it. Um, I'm not a religious person, so I don't say it's my God-given right, but the creator gave me, the creator gave each and every one of us, and that's irrefutable. We have a creator. (laughs) There is a creator that goes back to the beginning for the creation of you and I and the meteors and the dinosaurs and all these creatures that I think are real that we say come from fairy tales. There are real dragons. There are real sprites. Um, There's all kinds of creatures you can't see just because it's beyond the visible spectrum. Um, But just go down these rabbit holes. They're really important. Um, I heard that if I bring up MK Ultra right now, I'm going to get really distracted because that's a whole big, just to put a bookmark on that one for everyone to go back to, um, MK Ultra is a program that started, well, I, I'm going to say it started at least during World War II when um, there are many cultures that have been fascinated with psychic abilities and our psychic connection to the ethers and the nature of reality and determining the course of reality, um, what we call remote viewing, which is seeing places that you physically don't have to go to, uh, traveling in the astros, which I just did in the dream time. That's the dream that I'm sharing today, which I think the dream is less relevant than just exploring these parts of our mind. It's kind of like, I don't go to the gym. I tried to over the years over and over and mm, I like a few things. I like the rowing machines. Um, I do like strength building, but it's boring. I, in my body memory, I don't want to put on a pair of shorts and roam into a cement walled room, especially with a bunch of TVs showing a load of crap on them. Um, paid narrators with fake eyelashes, fake boobs, ties that are too tight. Sometimes their eyes go black. Um, yeah, we got to start over with our power structure. Your power structure should be you and the people surrounding you that you care about and know that you can trust. There is such a thing. This is what I'm talking about. We have this inner filter that knows truth. You have it. Every human being has it. And so you can tap into all kinds of, I mean, just as an experiment, watch, I don't even know, 
watch five different documentaries on 9-11. Um, you'll learn a few things. You'll learn that the dark occult, which are the dark power brokers, are obsessed with signs and symbols and specific dates and protocols. Everything they do is, is ritual, and it must be because, um, from my perspective, they perform the ritual beforehand so that it's mirrored in our reality. And this is where <laughs> we should be concerned way more with dimensions beyond the third dimension. You know, the third dimension just means you live in a reality that I can see my chair and move it in front of me. I know that a mirror is behind my back right now as we speak. Um, you know, I know on all four sides what's going on. But in the fifth dimension, what is being piped into the fourth dimension, this is where we start getting beyond the visible spectrum. You maybe can't see the darkness that's accumulating around you or having an agenda or doing things or a little creature <laughs> that Fauci could put into a liquid substance that involves um, biotech, essentially. So the shadow side of the age of Aquarius is transhumanism. And so the good news is, as an astrologer, I don't need to cloak my words. Um, I'm talking about the qualities of an age that are agreed upon by any and every astrologer, whether you are the most, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. I can't think of an astrologer being um, predictable, dualistic, only two or three dimensional because the, the planets become interdimensional. You know, we see them in the sky, but we don't quite know what they are. Um, <laughs> I hope uh, someday I would like to know what they are. Um, in the meanwhile, the reason I was saying to watch five different documentaries on people's perspectives on what happened during 9-11, it wasn't just ISIS, some Middle Eastern troop of men who conveniently dropped their passports so we saw who it was. <laughs> like, like, what? How would passports survive in the refuse of... Uh, I mean, it's practically been confirmed that uh, directed energy weapons have been used or, you know, what engineers would know a lot more how to describe these technologies that were employed beyond a plane flying into a building. I mean, this is the thing that makes me sad about people relying on quote unquote specialists for their information. You know, when on the quote unquote news, I call it the noose. N-O-O-S-E, when on the noose, you're hanging yourself by ignorance. Like, that's a form of death, as far as I'm concerned. If you are ignorant, you are not alive because you're not trusting that inner truth filter. See, it's funny, I'm not a religious person, but Jesus is my man. Uh, apparently, I 
through my own research, uh, I found recently that uh, he, guess when his birthday was? Huh. Hmm. What is a specific date in September that I just brought up? Hmm. Why would they be so damn obsessed with these weird... <sighs> yeah, the date 9-11. I have a friend whose birthday is 9-12, and she's a smart little cookie. Andrea Jarvis. Um, I don't see her often. She's a childhood friend. Speaks multiple languages. I think, if I recall, German, Russian, Spanish, English. Little smarty pants. Went to Brown University and... Um, what's the school in Evanston? I'm not going to remember right now. Uh, so watch 9-11 movies just so you can get a sense of what I'm talking about. So you can go like, oh, wait, was this all about secretly moving gold? And when people talk about it being an inside job, that would mean the lineage of the Bush family. I mean, there are records that show the Bush family hosted Osama bin Laden's Osama bin Laden's family. And then it's just there are just too many weird synchronicities like why does Obama sound like Osama? <laughs> why do they both have this Middle Eastern lineage? Why do they both have milky you know, light brown skin and seem effeminate and kind and then turn out to have these on some level sometimes demonic ways. I mean, it's just very, it gets, it, it, it's, it goes in the category of what I call things that make you go, hmm, hmm, head scratcher. But I think, I think it's their way of, uh, it's a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a very, back to incendiary disclosure. They are disclosing, but it's kind of like how you'd relay or receive information in a dream. Or like I was saying about Mercury retrograde, it's garbled. So it's hard to remember the truth when the information you get is garbled. And this is why I think the whole tradition of decoding has come up in modern times. You know, what led to, I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to cover my words because this is a podcast. So we don't really get the same algorithm batoning and shaming that you would get if I was, you know, a video recording or even just... <laughs> A recording up on YouTube. Uh, I've never engaged in Twitter. Um, I think it's very limiting to only communicate through words in less than what it 42 characters. Um, I can talk about Q as a movement. So if you don't even believe uh, any of Q, well, if you've never looked into it, of course you wouldn't have to because then you're doing that weird thing that what we call the political <clears throat> left in the United States ushers you toward. Um, I wouldn't know because I haven't been brain wiped 
in the last two generations of two or three of schooling in the U.S. from grade school all the way through university and above. But there's a thing where they're trying to tell you what history was so you don't think about the possibilities of other versions that your inner truth filter might want to explore. So it just doesn't sit well with me that a crew of five men from the Middle East decided to threaten the United States, say they were going to take down the Twin Towers, take down the Twin Towers and the Pentagon. What? What? Okay, it would be one thing and remain confusing if that's all that happened. But then this other building, building number seven went down. Building number seven was far away from the Twin Towers. So when people would talk about engineers, I mean, the 9-11 Commission was supposed to um, go back and confirm any of these narratives that were being told. They didn't. They didn't do a damn thing. They barely lifted a finger. So then there was a group of engineers. I know somebody listening to this will know what I'm talking about. There's a group, maybe it's called Engineers for 9-11. I bet you could find it just based on that. And it's fascinating. It is a series of interviews. One of the engineers is a Dr. Judy something interesting. (laughs) Judy Mikovits on one terrible um, historical occurrence. And then this other Dr. Judy, I can't remember her name right now. But she was describing why it just doesn't make sense that that two planes, like for instance, as a non-engineer, just trust yourself, trust that you have plenty of critical thinking skills for anything that you want to get to the bottom of. I guarantee you do. I don't care whether you're a janitor or a sculptor or a gas station attendee or uh, I'm really wary of teachers because teachers are very easily influenced by authority figures and that to me is frightening Um, you should have the most open minds of any and all authority figures Um, but any person who's listening to this can ask this very basic question which this Dr. Judy so and so the engineer Um, poses and that is whatever the metals are in and they were weren't they commercial airlines I think I've heard that they were quote unquote commercial airline planes so what they would have been hijacked planes Um, that was a whole thing (laughs) that came out of nowhere hijacking planes when I was a kid um and a teenager. I think the planes were unmarked. So that's a weird thing. So if the planes were unmarked, what are big commercial jets doing unmarked? That either means there's such a thing as unmarked. I don't know, because even in the military, they have issue numbers. Um, let's see. What else was I thinking? Or... If they're unmarked, they could be um, 
that could be video augmentation. Uh, because one of the things that happened for any of you that might not recall, um, the BBC went shit. Let me see if I can get this right. Um, I hope I get this right. The BBC went on air. So in other words, they had a newscaster, um, and was it the scene? Oh yeah, I, I think I think it was. So it was the scene of 9-11 happening, of the two planes, <laughs> the two quote unquote planes hitting the buildings. So one theory about if it was directed energy weapons that you can even cloak um, my favorite recollection was by this this engineer that did a two-part series and he was saying whether they could energetically because you know through um, I'm not going to have the scientific nomenclature for all of the things I'm seeing in my mind but you can create the look of something you know like I think Project Blue Beam is a version of this the look of something in the sky two people's physical eyeballs down on the New York streets, that is not actually what it is. So a directed energy weapon could be cloaked as a plane. So yeah, some people are saying, no, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a plane that they would have had, you know, there's that clutch of, um, Israeli quote unquote art students, excuse me, I'm gonna have to cough. (coughs) Um, the quote-unquote Israeli art students (laughs) tell me why this was happening you tell me why this was happening any of you (laughs) leave uh, there is I know I've mentioned this before there is a voicemail on the page of my podcast which is on the anchor website um, so the my page for fairies are real in one of the upper corners is it upper left upper right I'll have to go back and look again but you can leave a message there's some icon you can click on and you can leave me a voicemail I would love for people to leave me voicemails any feedback about my podcast that's even just saying hello hello page I have not seen you in days or months or years it's so good to hear your voice or I thought this part was interesting about your podcast, or this is where I have another perspective, you know, anything, feedback, I want feedback. And then what I'd like to do at some point is string together these voicemails, and then we are the voice of the people. And this to me is the light, bright element aspect of the age of Aquarius. And It's so important that you, I believe that each soul chose to be here now, whenever we choose to come in and um, whether you believe in multiple lives or not, we don't need to go there, but you chose to come in through your parents to have the experience you're having to learn what you need to learn so you can evolve. And it doesn't have to be high pressure like, oh shit, I'm supposed to be the best version of me tomorrow or yesterday. Mm, 
No, but at this moment, I find at the cusp of an age, everything does accelerate. So as much as all the lies are accelerating and the darkness is accelerating, the thing that's accelerating in you is the ability. So you're going to find your, we're going to find our innate human powers, which like one of those things is the innate truth filter I'm speaking of. You can get to the bottom of any lie you've ever been told. I mean, just think about people you don't trust very much. Something always happens. You don't, their body language doesn't seem right. They, they shift, their eyes twitch, you know, I don't know. Um, I could get into that, but we all know the difference between truth and lying. And I think what's so crazy about this moment is you almost can't tell the difference um, by what people are saying because people can show conviction, you know. It's hard for me to tell the difference between uh, a genuine newscaster and a really, really good liar. Um, I mean, I will never trust, what's his name, Anderson Cooper. He's the daughter of Gloria Vanderbilt, and you'd have to look into the art that Gloria Vanderbilt has in her house and what that, speaking of art in somebody's house, wow, come full circle. Um, look up red shoes. I'll just leave it at that. Um, there have been dark occult practices that have happened in these power um, covens, these circles of power um, that happen all over the world that end up sort of lording over our lives, sadly. And to me, this is the monkey that we need to get off of our back. And... Um, I'm a monkey in the Chinese Zodiac. I don't want another monkey in my fucking back. Get off my back. I want to feel light and free, like I could jump and run and climb. And <sighs> if I wanted, I could be a monkey with wings and I could fly to Mexico whenever I want. Um, get off my back. Whatever this whole Corvid narrative is, get off my back. But I want to... It's the 50-minute mark, so I am going to go back to these salient points that I have brought up beyond just my dream. I'm just excited every time I dream. To me, I feel like that's a sign of, well, it's this thing that I'm really interested in. You're, you're, you're just ensuring that you're using more parts of your brain. You know, when we were told when I was young that we have all this junk DNA and only people like Einstein can use more than 4% of their brain, I was like, that is the biggest sack of shit lie I've ever heard. No. I mean, it's not like parts of your liver don't do its job, parts of your gallbladder, parts of your stomach. No. <laughs> the human design is for use. So uh, it would only make sense that, I mean, just look at how infected and dark and wicked our media has become. It's no longer exciting magic to engage with the world of anything filmed. 
or recorded. It's no longer exciting magic. It seems like it's tragic and despondent and lying and dark. And I mean, even like this Brian Laundry, Gabby Petito, it's like, I can't even, I can't tell what's real and made up anymore. Uh, and then if that's real and tragic in all of its levels, then, then it's a distraction away from something else. And what is that distracting us from? And then the Patriots will say, well, it's distracting us from, you know, um, the proper audit of the votes, you know, the voter fraud that happened in November. And I don't know, it's all gotten so crazy. It's kind of beyond, I'm almost thankful that it's beyond the good guys and the bad guys. It's just, we're all in this one big kerfluffle. And I think the best thing you can do for your sanity is step outside of that, all of the, all of those confusing lies. It, in my mind, I'm a very, very, very curious monkey. So I do want to go back and explore the potential realities of 9-11 and the Kennedy assassination. Um, you know, I think that that was a fascinating time in our history. Kennedy was one of the first, he was the first president to be televised. Um, and that's where all this muck came in, the black goo. Um, which, it's so funny, I was, okay, we're going to leave the black goo for a whole, for its own recording. And I will call it something else. Because that will bring... <laughs> the black goo magnetizes all of the darkness to itself. Um, and I'm so sorry, it's in a lot of the vaccines. What The definition of vaccine is something that cures an illness. So that's why whenever people say it's not even a vaccine, don't get mad at them, but it's not. Because any of the ingredients inside these shots, and if you want me to get my bragging rights on, I'll just ask you a few questions. Do you know what hydrogel is? Do you know what graphene oxide is? Do you know what cell lining are? Okay, there's just three, just three. We'll start with those three. Hydrogel, graphene oxide, and cell lining. It's all gonna be brought up if you follow, if all you did was follow Mikovits interviews, you know, I linked in that Judy Mikovits um, podcast, there's a link right under the podcast to the Brideon interview that she's having with Mike Adams. I think he goes by Health Ranger. Um, you know, these are, these are advocates for human health and thriving and celebrating our race. That's the only time I want to employ the word race. The human race. When you look at your brother or your sister and they have five fingers and they don't have it out for you, that's a human. There's a lot of other beings around here now, late and soon, that have been cloaking as humans. And I think that's also the shadow lesson of Age of Aquarius is somehow it will be revealed through this Trans, transhumanist agenda. And this is why I was speaking um, 
with concern around Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft, which is, (laughs) let's recall that Microsoft is an infected software that promoted the idea of viruses traveling freely through networks. What's happening right now? A virus being planted into what I call pokes. I've always called them pokes. So thankfully none of the algorithms are even catching what I'm talking about because I don't call them JABs. Um, I don't call them V-A-X-X's. It's a poke. You're getting poked. What are you getting poked with? Think about it. Please. I care about you. Think about what you're poking into your bloodstream, which is where your DNA lives, dwells. You know, the creator designed us to protect our DNA. Why do you think it would be inside of you? Unpenetrable you. Somebody would have to poke you or cut off a part of your body or kill you to get there to it. Or you'd have to choose to share your spit or blood, which I'm not for that right now. I'm for you holding that as a sovereign right to yourself. (laughs) Don't share your spit or your blood with those who you don't trust or know right now. But um, back to wrapping up the themes of this Um, transmission so just just look it up just start looking up because you know thankfully the beautiful thing about the days weaving into more days that make what we call history is we have more disclosure about anything and everything and thankfully as a race humans are very very curious I'm so grateful for all of the curious humans who want to use your brain. You can use all the parts of your mind. You know what psychologists call the subconscious and the unconscious? We can tap into all that. Um, It's gonna take practice and you're gonna have to learn protocols, but it'll make life more exciting. Like one thing I'll be honest about, you know, when I put that, when the concept landed in my lap that I chose to come be here, that I chose to come live here on earth and that I, cho- I came through my parents, that means I chose my parents. I mean, it makes it all so much deeper for you to contemplate that you as an intelligent soul, why did you choose these beings to come through? I mean, it's not just for <laughs> vanity to look like this or that, it's it's to learn, it's for knowledge. It's always for knowledge. So what kind of knowledge do your parents have that, that comes through their parents and 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 their parents. Um, and then sadly, every hundred, hundred years, they do a memory wipe with us. Like, you know, when we hear, well, the last flu that killed almost everyone was, what was it? 1911. Um, a hundred years ago, whatever, you could say it was 1901 or 1921. It doesn't matter. Um, you can even look up what killed most people was covering their faces with face coverings and the bacteria. Um, 
that replicated and went right back into their system and the CO2, pushing their own CO2 back in their bodies. I mean, see, I do have a science background because I'm an esthetician, but to me, this is just a basic thing everyone should know about their bodies. You push out CO2, you draw in oxygen. You don't want more CO2 in your body. You want the CO2 out of your body. Thankfully, the plants want it. It's so cool that we have that symbiotic relationship with the living things, the living green things. Um, so your body can heal itself. That's what we have an immune system for. That's another um, superhuman. No, it's not superhuman. It's a human gift. So first we have our inner truth filter. Then we have our innate inner health immunity. Um, and with both of those things, we can go very far. And I think we can start over. Um, I think we can create, I know we can create a world. The thing that has gone missing is love. We're not basing our major decisions and even the minor ones should be based on love. Like, is it loving for me to eat packaged foods? No. Am I going to beat myself up? <laughs> At least I eat really healthy food. But, um, oh, like when I get a box of um, <clears throat> dark chocolate peanut butter cups and they're all individually packaged, I'm like, oh, fucking hell. You know, because now at least some some bags we are recycling but I got to believe all of the darkness that has accumulated for the humans on this earth is reversible. Somebody um, designing. Okay, there's a couple good things I thought of. Uh, I think I've heard people... I don't remember what they were doing with plastics, but something something with plastics such that that was creating um, energy, a form of energy, and it was dissolving the plastic completely. So the thing that's freaky to me about plastics recycling is... It's great. You have your little bags neatly lined up in your house. But how do you know that every piece of plastic you're putting in recycling can be recycled? So it's like it's all that lack of efficiency that we're dealing with, with permanent materials. And uh, I'll just suggest, I won't over suggest, but, you know, there are permanent materials in these pokes. Why are you allowing somebody to poke a permanent material into your body. I don't think it's the end of the world if you got one or two pokes. I really don't. I think we can, I have a secret remedy. Well, I've talked about that I take pine spirits. <laughs> pine spirits will kill anything and everything in your blood plasma that isn't you. <laughs> because it's pine tree plasma, duh. You know, this, this is where there was a time in our history, pre-science, pre-scientific era where we depended on much simpler ways of reading our relationship with nature. So one is called doctrine of the signatures. When you look at nature and you see um, oh gosh, for instance 
that you would see, um, let's say echinacea, strengthening your immune system and that the flower sits on top of the stem, um, that that is where it's going to do its constructive work in your body, that the echinacea flower is going to be the remedy for your upper body respiratory challenges. Think of yourself like a flower. So this is what I'm saying. You know, since the Industrial Revolution, because machines came in, in a way, not in a way, overtly, truly, deeply, what saddens me about people not honoring their own human intelligence is that we gave our power to the machine. Well, there's nothing wrong with the machine as a tool or technology as a tool ever. But, you know, we have to have this very clear understanding that there has to only be higher consciousness employed to um, uh, have jurisdiction over that thing. Remember I was saying 4D determines 3D and 5D determines 4D. So higher consciousness actually does reside. um, Let's see what other, there's two different kinds of Ds. There's dimensions and densities. So dimensions become the unseen realms beyond 3D. You know, we go up to 4D, 5D, blah, 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 blah. So a lot of demons reside in the 4D, and that's why we can't see them. And the brighter, lighter entities start to emerge from 5D, 60, 70. You know, this is what people call angels, um, beings of light. Um, So just for example, that is what dimensions are. It's what you can see or not see, but it's real. It's real. It is beings in realms. That's what densities are. And the lowest being, I wonder what would be 2D. I mean, can't 2D only be in a computer? Because 3D becomes three-dimensional. But then I'm talking about densities. Anyway, okay. So densities are, no, dimensions are what you can perceive in our existence. And I'll just leave it right there. Any questions? Leave me a voicemail on my podcast, please. Please leave me an intelligent question on a voicemail. I would love that so much. Any question. There's no, there's no unintelligent question. Um, but the... Dim, okay, so I said dimensions are up to 3D is seen and then unseen beyond that for us, for humans. And then the densities has to do with how you employ your intelligence. And I would say it's what people in New Age or spiritual communities call that the heart-mind connection. Um, I think there's even a word. I think there's a Tibetan word. They don't even say heart or mind separately. They say it together. So there's this uh, suggestion that the mind is sort of dangerous without the heart, I would say. And that's the grave mistake that we made going into the Industrial Revolution. And it actually tracks 
with our history, if you want to start looking at things like the dark occults, like I was alluding to earlier, the Nazis were obsessed with the occult and psychic phenomena. And I'm not going to try and go back before that time, though I will, one of these podcasts. So I've gotten some of my information, or it sort of brought it to light and helped me um, explore these things in recent times. This woman's name is Bryce. I'm not going to remember her last name. B-R-I-C-E. Um, she has a YouTube channel called Esoteric Atlanta. So check that out because she's also exploring the forgotten books of the Bible, which is where we can start piecing together any aspect of history where you don't get the whole picture, you're going to get the summary wrong. You know? So what? Um, Pinocchio's made of wood and he ends up having a long nose and then the story's over. What? You know, there's no semblance to the storyline, but when you realize, like, <laughs> Somehow he was supposed to be this wood creature, but every time he told a lie, his nose got longer. That's 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 psychic phenomena for sure. Um, humans perceiving the body language of others as somehow off when they don't tell the truth. Start looking for this stuff. So that's one of our our gifts are these. Um, I think they're called the Claire gifts. Claire sentience. Claire audience. Claire. Um, oh, there's like five Claire's, but they all involve essentially a version of psychic gifts. Um, it's terrible that all we have is this word psychic. I mean, it's kind of creepy to say. It's almost like saying fuck. Like it's, even though it's, and fuck is Gaelic, by the way, so I can swear whenever I want because those are all... <laughs> I'm convinced we're told not to use those words because they're very empowering and powerful. Not to overuse them, but whatever we call psychic is this realm of the mind where we've science has not come out in the mainstream to corroborate all of these aspects of our, you know, the whole range of what I could most generically call mental gifts. So no, you don't have junk DNA that you're not using. Yes, you do, but you can tap into it and you can use it. You can employ it fully. And I feel, my feeling is the transhumanism agenda is to turn off our inner light. Because if you do that, we're very easily hooked up to the Borg. So whether it's a piece of physical technology like graphene oxide, um, I don't know if you've watched any of those video experiments. Um, <laughs> you can put a piece of graphene oxide in, slide it up and down a glass, and then in water put uh, magnetic materials and the magnetic materials will just follow the graphene oxide. It'll attach to it. So what that does is that creates um, 
you know, it's working with kind of the materials of your body because your body, you know, blood is liquid. And then we have these solid things like arterial walls and networks in our body that carry around all the biochemical activity that becomes, determines how we behave. So my sense is that in the, on the front end of the age of Aquarius, which is what we're in, and Pluto taking this whamalam change in direction going back um, on a direct course. And I mentioned earlier in the podcast that when Pluto is retrograde, because it's so far away from Earth, the retrograde lasts for a long time. Like Mercury spins very fast and it's very close to Earth. So those retrogrades are short. They're three-week windows. Um, three or four times a year. And if Pluto's going direct right now, I think Pluto even rules over, I'll have to look that up. Is it 100 years, 180 years? Does it go through all the 12 signs? Anyway, um, Pluto's direct. It's time for some raw power. And so we're going to get raw power moves from the dark sides. And, you know, we don't have to get uh, sentimental or freaked out or superstitious about dark versus light because as a person who doesn't affiliate it's not that I I think there's a lot of truth in what we call religion I just think it's so much bigger than that there are so many ways we can open up our quote unquote junk DNA by exploring things outside of what the Bible tells us to do you know pray ask for forgiveness find forgiveness you know (laughs) look up to the sky worship a man uh, consider a woman Virginal, and you don't even know what virginal means because in the early Greek temples, virgin was not not having sex with a man. Virgin meant a woman of her own accord. And I know because I am a woman of my own accord, born under the sign of Virgo, the virgin. And Jesus apparently was born in September, <laughs> potentially on 9-11, which would make sense that the occult just loves to push and press on dates to claim them for themselves and they're overlording with all their darkness. So there's going to come a time in 50 or 100 years where everybody will be talking like I'm talking because you're going to start to see negative agendas on the formerly known as unseen visible spectrum. You're going to be able to start to identify darkness and evil with your psychic gifts. So for instance, before you go to bed, protect yourself. Just put a golden sphere around your body. That's all you need to do. Take the bright light inside of you and visualize it three feet around the body, you know, horizontally and up and down around the body, like an egg, like a big golden egg. You're inside of a big golden egg or the womb, like you're inside your mother's womb. Um, And then when you go to sleep, you'll tend to both have dreams and have dreams that are uplifting to your soul, not 
I, I could count on one hand the amount of negative dreams I've had that seem like a program that somebody just plopped into my mental realm. And I'm pretty sure it was while I was dating someone who was pretty unconscious, meaning he wouldn't care about tracking his dreams. Um, and I do think that people are uh, quote unquote contagious like that. Like, you know, whomever you're sleeping with, their consciousness is bleeding into your consciousness. And we don't need to be afraid of that. We need to build strong bridges of love and intelligence between each other. Um, so this notion that you can get poked and healed from a virus that's never on anybody's dime through anyone's lab, through anyone's court, in anyone's country, nobody's isolated a COVID-19 virus. Nobody. Why? It can't be done because we're all carrying around clusters of cold and flu viruses, which go under this generic general term coronavirus. That's why we call them coronavirus because you can't isolate them. They're not isolatable. I think that's part of the magic of the body. <laughs> we're not like a machine where you put one thing in and then you take one thing out. Plus, our immune system dissolves a lot of those little incendiary uh, viral bacterial um, beings. So, but my concern for humanity is if you don't guard your DNA and your natural immunity, you're going to be a gateway, interesting Bill Gates way, into the darkness. And for those of you who are religious, that is the devil. That is the demonic realm. That is Satan. I mean, Fauci is a minion of Satan. If I were a religious person, I would comfortably say that from the treetops. But I'm not. I would just say he uh, was born of the darkness. I think that's the most direct way to put it. Um, he's not shown an ounce of love. He's not shown an ounce of caring. He just is sitting like a rat quietly in the corner, very stiffly around his own agenda. And mostly humans, we don't want rats around. They don't really enrich our lives. I'm not against them. I know they have a place um, in this world. I know that they kill other small critters, but we don't want them ruling our lives. Um, so... If we just start with one criminal implication, like I don't know why we haven't done Nuremberg 2.0 for all of these crimes against humanity in these last two years. And if you don't view them as crimes against humanity, here is your golden opportunity to start using that inner truth light and filter. Just ask the question, what is hydrogel? What is graphene oxide? What was the third thing I said? Oh, what is what are cell linings? It's all, Judy Mikovits answers all of it. Cell lining is an envelope that they needed, Fauci needed in order to introduce the virus into the human biodome because our body, uh, zoonotic 
transmission is not I don't get sick from a rat or a bat or a monkey or a bird or a cow. These things have to be put in your body. So why do you think the Delta variants happen right after the first big ol' round of pokes? I mean, come on, guys. Two and two equals four. It's not that hard. Anyway, I love all of you. That's why I'm saying this. I get to sort of love bitch slap you from afar because you could decide never to listen to this again. And I'll be sad because this is my way of bridge building. This is my love offering to, I'm not paid for this. I mean, hopefully, like I've always said, I'm gonna figure out how to do advertising in a way that's not annoying. Or maybe I'll, maybe I'll even get to a place where I ask for donations. But for now, this is a freebie. This is me just wanting to passionately share my knowledge, awareness of what's going on in our reality to perhaps help you feel better because that's what I was going to say about my conversation with my friend Hope. I just, sometimes I feel so overwhelmed through all of this and I know everybody does. If, if you're a person who has not felt overwhelmed once by any of the last two years, I, this podcast won't benefit you at all. Um, Feeling waves of emotional overwhelm mean something's wrong. Humans, we are the children of earth. We are the inheritors of earth. And when you look out and the sky is blue and the birds are singing, but you look on the news and it's all this divisive arguing about who's got the right angle on the latest death tale, whether it's, you know, two people in their early 20s disappearing and it perhaps involving murder or where a virus comes from or what a virus is. I mean, in 50 years, people will be watching these little uh, archived pieces of uh, memory through video and audio recordings and they're gonna be like, wow, they really got taken. I mean, they really got taken. Um, I hesitate to say something like, I wonder what Earth population will be in, what are we in, 2021? Like, what will it be in 2031? Um, I don't know. We'll, We'll see. I'll be there. I hope you're there with me. Um, On that note... I love all of you. I'm so thankful that you've given me your attention because this is another one of those. (laughs) This started off as like a 15 minute transmission of me sharing a dream, which turned into an hour and approximately 23 minutes. Um, Please value your sanity. When you get overwhelmed, hug the nearest person that you love and care about. Call them on the phone invite people to really value your need for reaching out. Um, I hope you have more than just one person to reach out to. Um, I think it's good to cultivate some positivity with your parents. And if it's not your parents, somebody from a different generation uh, where you can have a laugh about all the cray, you know, where my dad would care more about the political agenda than... um, 
my mom would sort of believe the the exact opposite of what he perceives, <laughs> you know, with how voting went. Like, for those of us in younger generations, meaning not baby boomers, we've got all the tools in us. Because I think we're open-minded enough to realize we can... This has been a death agenda. And so just ask yourself the basic question. Do you want to live and stand for the living? Or do you want to walk yourself off the cliff and be with the dying? Or those who are paid way too much money to tell us what the truth is that doesn't benefit us? That's all of the media. That's all of the politicians. I wish I could say that there were good guys. I know there are some good guys. You know, Rand Paul, I'm not even gonna say much beyond his name because boy, it's become dark in recent times. But you know, Rand Paul is a doctor. For those of you that don't know, he happens to uh, represent himself as either Republican or independent. And he's been speaking out well, he's the strongest voice against Fauci that maintains his composure. I think he was just on the Senate floor or whatever, whatever big court hearings um, in the last two days. So at least that's current. But we're going to make it. We're going to make it after all, through all this. And since it's very likely that I won't find a Muzaki karaoke recording of the soundtrack for Mary Tyler Moore, we'll just stick to, um, I usually find really good templates for this podcast anyway, but <clears throat> that's that song comes to mind, you know. <laughs> she can turn the world on with a smile and make it all seem worthwhile. Cause it's you, girl, boy, they, it, them. And you should know it. With every little thing you do, you show it. Love is all around, why don't you take it? Ba-da-da-da-da, I don't remember the words, but we're gonna make